Welcome to Provoking Dialogue, and I am your host, Remy, aka your fellow sickler, aka you're gonna get a lot of AKAs, aka older brother, but look younger. And I am here with Shaquan, aka Naturally Shaq. Oh, Keep man. it simple. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a normal thing. Used to it at this point. Um oh my god, I'm finally here. We're finally here, I I'll say. Right here? Initial How many episodes do you think we've done behind the scenes just getting stuff together? Um, I think we've done at least I wanna say about six. We've probably done about six pre-episodes just to get to this point. So for the listeners listening, yeah. We've been trying to get this together. We are, as you kind of maybe see, as a like, we are kind of perfectionists in some degree. Um, so we tried our best. I'm sure there'll still be some hiccups here and there, but oh, we yeah. let's just say where we where we are now is a lot better than where we were. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the only thing that I can definitely see that is going to continually stay off is the introductions, the AKAs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. probably just on my end, but I mean, hey, you know, you might be feeling a little froggy one day. You'd be like, you know what? I, I need a good seven AKAs myself. Nope, nope. Mm-hmm. I don't exceed that in my future at all. Okay. I'm sorry. You know, yeah, never say never. I, mean, I don't know what to say. We're <laughs> brothers. So it, I think you will one day. Um, but um, dang, yeah, I didn't even think it was six, seven episodes. And I, I think the biggest thing behind all of it though even though like i said i don't i didn't even realize it was about six or seven episodes is the fact the for us to have that many episodes behind scene is also saying how important we really wanted to get it done yeah as well because even though it's just six or seven time span wise that's how many times like how long over the period of time that yeah happens? that's a good I don't really know, really. Yeah, a few months, a couple of weeks, to say in terms of recording, a couple of hours. So I'll say this: we have some stuff in the stash. You know, you know, if it ever comes out, who knows? Because those oh, topics, oh. Uh, conversation, were, were a lot more raw. <laughs> and I'll say, um, maybe not the best setup, but who knows what can come out in the future? Like I said, never say never. So hey, archive episodes are <laughs> our thing. Whether or not you will get them, and that that will be discussed later on down in the future. Right. Um, just overall for the podcast itself, for it to be called provoking dialogue, what is a description you you would give Shaquan? For me, um, you know, this is a said provoking dialogue, and I said uh, I'm. It was a hesitation too on using the word provoking at the beginning, but that's what we what we realized in terms of me and Remy, my brother. Is that when we have our conversations, they are it do, it gets us both thinking. And I said we have very um, deep conversations. Sometimes they start off very very small and very simple topics, and then we started thinking about like you know why why shouldn't we be doing this you know sharing this with the public? So right. and so we're two very different people. We come from the same place, but we said ventured off what? into very different paths. So we had the same mama. <laughs> Yeah, we had the same mama and the same daddy, surprisingly. Wow. You know? oh, cool. <laughs> but no, like, you know, so we don't always agree, but what I can say also, like, in our conversations, it get us thinking differently. 
And I feel like by the time we have our conversations, you know, I can pull something that he said to me or he can pull something that, you know, I said to him. And it's like, yeah. hmm. So it's normally, yeah, like it's, it's normally like depending on whatever the conversation is. And it really, I think it's like every time, damn near, yeah. there is something that one one person would say that the other person's like, you know, I didn't think about it that way, but I could understand it. But that makes me think this as well. And then the conversation just keeps going back and forth because that's like an ongoing thing. It always feels like it's a never ending topic, especially in my case. Right. <laughs> but we always take something from it. So, yep. I, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. And we don't never like really force a topic or a situation based off of something else completely. Like we're talking about what we have had actually conversations of like religion or something else dealing with politics. It never was in the concept of, okay, in this religion, this needs to matter first and then breaking it down from there. It's like, no, we break it down from how we see something and attach right. it to the said religion in different ways and how things may maneuver or change or you know just be removed, all of the above. So we never start with the initial topic of religion and politics just to feed that conversation or information overall. Yeah, I would say like we definitely don't like we're not experts in a lot of these topics. Like we're not the person like doing this research and all that. No, I said we're we're legit pitting our conversation as brothers out to the public so they can range from like I said talking about like simple stuff like you know, you know like said careers or jobs and said stuff we're trying to do to legit like we could be talking about anime at one point. We could be talking about superpowers. We can be talking about the meaning of life. We can even be talking about death. But um, so we it's, it's a range of topics that we're, we're going at, and it's not like I said we're not an expert in none of it, but we just go with it from our own experience. And I feel like the way we tackle it from our own experience is not something. I would say sometimes it's not something that you probably have heard before, or maybe may, may have not been brought this topic into mind the way that we're going to bring it to you potentially. So yeah, yeah. so hopefully by the time you listen to a full episode there's still something within that episode that is like, okay, you know what? I never looked at it that way, but I can understand it in this way on top of what you already, you know, came to the table with. So it's like, cool. You don't have to really just leave with one specific way of looking at something. You're now able to break it down in different ways so you can understand that there's different routes and paths not only with just the way you think, but also with the habits that you build and the actions that you take from it, no matter what it is. And damn near cover life completely that way. Yeah. That's a, or you can just leave saying, like, these, these niggas crazy. I mean, and yeah, you, know what? You're right. you can say that, you're right. too. So, you know, you, you never know what you're going to get with us. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it fun. You know, there is a bad side. To some of there, this. Is, right. there is. There is. Yeah, this could go completely left. This could go completely left. Okay. Um, well, with that all being said, I, one thing, if I if I had to put a starting point on this and breaking this down, oh boy, um, I would have to start with like the first domino that kind of really... Oh, wait, wait, wait. So wait, before, before we get into the, the juicy part, 
we might need a you know who who is who is Remy? Who is Shaquan? Like who are these people that's talking to people right now? Like the people need to know that, or what do you think? Okay. Well, okay, sure. I'll... Just a little tidbit. <laughs> Just a little tidbit. <laughs> okay, well, let, let's break it down on on the, on the opposite scale then. If 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 you I mean you don't have to agree, you can always disagree and add little pieces in there. But yeah. on my end, Jaquan is my younger brother. Overall, I can I can definitely say that there's been several different moments in my life and probably even more if he had to give his own description to where I've, I noticed that, okay, Jaquan is someone who thinks outside of the box, not just on specific moments, but always. And then once I understood how you had a love or have, I'll say that, a love or passion for the environment, I was like, you know what, that's that's definitely beneficial, not only just for you, but for everyone else. I mean, I know we can, I can really tie that into how we would normally think about somebody who cares about the environment. It's like, yeah, we're always here. We've got to look out for the environment, guys. Let's do this. But on your end, at least from how I've always observed it, it it's always been on the scale of my inner peace. Like, this is Shaquan's inner peace moment that this is what gives Shaquan the 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 motivation or the moment to really observe what's going on like he tap in through the environment first before anything else i mean is that wrong i think that's a pretty good yeah, that's a pretty good way yeah i'll say it it yeah it always starts from the environment for the most part or i would say like said starting from a place is like but everything having a perspective. So it's like, it's not just me like, oh, this person is doing this. Or like, it's not for me. I'm just always thinking about the full picture, I guess, for the most part in every aspect of it. So that could be okay. from the person to the grass. Like it could be all, like say, I don't need to go into the full details, but yes, I will say that's a pretty good, good, pretty good way of explaining it. And um, I Did guess I- Do you have I'll, any uh, ac- accolades? I said that correctly that you wanted to tap on it at or not? I don't know. I mean, pretty good gave a pretty good analogy um there. Um, I don't know if that's the right word either. But um, yeah, all the I would say that is just basically I guess giving some context too, just about us, like you know, where we at as well. Where, you know, we grew up in Flint, Michigan. That's where we're from. Um Yeah. We were raised, I want to say born there, because pretty much we you know, no. our dad was in the military, so we went to a lot of different places. We all were born in different states for the most part. Yeah. Um, but no, we were raised in Flint, and now for me, I've I like to travel and go different places. And I am in Seattle now. I live in Seattle. Um, and my brother is still in Michigan. And then yep. you want to say something? No, no, no. I'm I'm just agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's yeah, but yeah, he's not lying. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that's basically it. Oh, yeah, just adding some context and background. That's just where we're coming from. And then we're just at this place now having more conversations as adults. Um, because, of course, we mm. all had a good relationship as um, kids and said as brothers. But the way we are having conversations now, and said, especially with this podcast, which has been helpful, too, is to kind of learn each other as adults. 
not just how we mm. saw saw each other as siblings growing up. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay, now with that, yeah, I can definitely add, add on to that. Definitely. I mean, we had conversations growing up, younger or whatnot, you know, just as brothers. It, it was always in the context of just whatever the heck it was that we was around. Mm-hmm. Like, me being into computers, technology, games or whatnot, like, all right, let's talk about that type of stuff. We're, we'll have those moments in life where, you know, there's something that we got to go through or whatnot separate. But you know what? Now thinking about it, like we never really had like those in-depth conversations about right. those particular moments when mm-hmm. we were younger. But yeah. you knew you knew either way that there was some type of love and care there through it all. So nobody right. really felt like uh It was like a sense of understanding. You know, yeah. say we didn't have to like yeah. like now we're talking more in depth about stuff, but like said even in some of our conversation, we realized like we was kind of thinking the same thing even in those moments, but it, just, right. it wasn't, we didn't have the conversation to have, we didn't have the conversation to figure that out, but it was still there. So definitely, definitely. And and to give more context on, on to that, with, with him being the younger brother, me being the oldest, six year difference as well. So it's not just a year younger, two years younger, three years younger. Six years, right. so it's still a little a little gap there of understanding. You know, I was surprised you you knew the years. You know, Wait, the... I I only know six. Okay, <laughs> I just know that number. Okay, I don't know your birthday. Okay? I am. Then that's how I was getting to. <laughs> I just know it's six. That's the number I can remember, and I remember two for cousins, male cousins on. I think it's on both sides of the family. It's Two mm-hmm. years apart between Mike and Keon and Mario and Cruz. I think it's two, but ours is definitely six. So, hey, I better take those numbers because I'm not remembering your <laughs> birthday. Sorry. <laughs> kind of is. But who is, so who is Remy? So we touch on me a bit, but who is Remy? Where yeah. should I give some accolades to you? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, you know, you bless a brother, you know what I'm saying? All right, I'm going I'm to do that then. So <laughs> Remy, you know, I'll let him explain what Remy is on his own. But um, yeah, I got, I got you. basically, you know, from growing up, always been, like I said, older brother, of course. I know for me, always, you know, you have the, I don't know if it's a younger brother, older brother complex in some way, but like always looking up to the older brother, no matter what they're doing in life, it's like something in you to this, like, you know, I wonder what they want to do. I wonder, like, you know, you want to like connect with them and stuff like that. So for us growing up, we connected or I've been connecting a lot because of like, so we grew up playing video games and computers and stuff like that. So I think for me, that's how our bond for the most part kind of started with that. But in general, like um, what Remy has gone through throughout life, um, like I said, with him battling said with sickle cell, I'm sure I'll explain that in mm-hmm. um, more detail, but um, seeing him, pretty much persevere and continue on doing so many different things throughout all of so many different hardships that has been placed upon him. Um, I know for me, has always been inspiration. Um, and like, that's what sometimes that keeps me going. And I'm sorry, mom's like, dang, like, you know, if I, I'm up here complaining about this, I'm struggling about this, but he done did this, this, this while in a hospital or some situ- situation like that. So it's like, it really put things in perspective for for myself, and then it's also said it, it it is a big inspiration to see how much you have done, you know, dealing with what you have been dealing with for pretty much all your life. 
So, yeah. and I said, always having said very, you know, as you will see, a very humorous um, <laughs> aspect on life. So even to say, even in those situations where you like, dang, like, I don't know, like, what's going to happen, this and the third. He will still be trying to crack jokes or making fun of the situation. So it's it's always a good, you know, loving environment, joyous environment to be around. So, oh man, I I appreciate that, man. Shucks, gonna make me cry. I can't find a a crying. I need a crying soundboard button. You look, I ain't got one of them on. I'm I'm gonna get it straight though. Lord Jesus. um, Yeah, with with that. Okay, well, I'll start with the, the sickle cell portion. Yes, I'm definitely. Born sickle cell, I have sickle cell, sickle cell SS, and uh, that has been my entire life. Um, maybe in, maybe uh, later on, I, I'm thinking of a particular episode where I can tap into that a lot more, but a brief description would be, um, think of it as you, everybody has normal, well, for the most part, you have normal blood cells that are round and soft. So they go through your blood vessels, giving, you know, oxygen to your body. And of course, blood is everywhere in your body because of the vessels and veins and whatnot. In my case, I have the same thing. But when those blood cells lose oxygen, they go from that round, soft, flexible form to more so like a croissant bite out of a cookie shape, and they become very sticky and rigid. So that causes the blood cells to really stack on to one another and stick to the walls of the vessels causing like a a blockage or a wall or whatnot. And now those blood cells are not delivering oxygen as well as they need to be throughout the body. But wherever that blockage is, I will have um, really bad pain. And at this point in my life, I just say it's just pain, but there is a scale on it between like one to 10 or whatever, but I have pain wherever that blockage is. And yeah, depending on whether or not I can take care of it at home with hydration and medicine and whatnot i will have to go to the hospital and normally when i go to the hospital i'm staying in for about a week to two weeks unless in this really bad situation whereas the longest i've been in the hospital is about three months but uh yeah that's my entire life and yeah i'll probably tackle on to that tackle on to that topic probably sometime within you know a sickle cell month or something like that and break it down a little bit more for people now in regards to remy Okay, um, Remy spelled R-E-M-E, and there's a story behind the actual name itself, but maybe I'll tackle that as well later on, and it stands for Realizing Energy Made Me, because in the last few years of my life, I have been aware of not only just the adversities that I'm faced with, but also understanding how certain things are normal to me in regards to the good and the bad things and understanding my my body on every scale, mind, body, and soul, ju- just me alone and how I tap into the environment around me. I'm, I realized that, you know what, it's the energy that makes me. It's the energy that I put out. It's the energy that I allow, you know, to consume me or, or whatever it may be. And I'm like, you know what? I like that. So realizing energy made me is Remy. R-E-M-E. Yes. And Shaquan stands for um, smart, handsome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. 
that. I don't. Full, I don't have any. I don't have any. I was about to say, okay? yo, you got a full abbreviation for that on the spot. <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, you the goat. You the goat. As in the greatest of all time. Hey, look at that. Right. Look at that. I yeah. I wish I had a cool nickname, but unfortunately, I've not given that pleasure. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just recording. I mean, you did have one when you were younger. Oh, cool. yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> we don't need to go that far. We need to go. <laughs> don't need to go that far. <laughs> I think the um, girl called you one too. <laughs> right. So let's let's go back to podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um. Oh, dang. Okay, so you want to go straight into the domino effect now? Let's go. Let's go. All right. All right. So, all right. In regards to the podcast, my first domino effect, as I like to call it, is the moment when I realized that, like I said, in in my life, with me just dealing with sickle cell overall all the time, nonstop, because it it literally is my life, whether or not I'm doing something or not. It's my life, period. So I've always had to deal with health issues and pain and misery and whatnot. And, you know, dealing with things like that on a regular basis not only just affects your body over a period of time, but also affects your mental and your spiritual and whatnot, depending on how you're moving and who you are as an individual. But in in my case, after, you know, dealing with pain for so long, certain things just become normal to me. So on the outside, it may seem like that is extremely um, heroic of him or uh, passionate in different ways. Like, I would never think I could do this type of situation. On my end, like, a lot of things are normal in that regard. So the biggest thing that kind of changed my life, I guess, which is still this first domino effect, is when I was in the hospital. And I'm not sure if this was when I was in the hospital for about three months or not. But I know just through my dealings with sickle cell, I knew that I wanted to um, create a magazine called Your Fellow Sickler. And also, of course, with the dealings of, you know, doctors and nurses and everything else in my life that is also normal. It's like, you know what? I got to reach out to my fellow sicklers or, well, they don't like to be called fellow sicklers, but my fellow mates. There we go. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? Let me break it down and make it make it attainable to where people who do not have sickle cell can also, you know, get the magazine. But dealing with doctors day in and day out, as well as being in pain, damn near every day, 24-7, I was not able to deliver it in the time that I wanted. But during this stay, the last few weeks or the last few days, and I definitely remember it was Christmas, I was able to deliver um, my first magazine that I created, published, and whatnot, all myself. And on the back of that magazine, I'm, I made sure I put my main encouraging reason behind it. And it was all due to um, a death in the family, another cousin called Demetrius Sanders. And with that, I was like, you know what? I remember all the conversations and moments that I had with my cousin talking about sickle cell. I remember all those moments where he would come visit me in the hospital and would just talk about random stuff. And sometimes it would still be up under sickle cell. And it would never be in the way of me forcing a conversation. 
it was it was all just genuine. But I, I, I have that same genuine conversation. Nothing's forced with all of my cousins. But that one in particular, it was like that was the clear understanding for me. It was like, you know what? This would be a good idea. And to be perfectly honest, before his death, like I said, with all the things that I was going through and just living life, I'm still not perfect. So it was definitely a lot of procrastination going on on my end. But once he passed, I was like, you know what? F it. F it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for Michi. That was that was his nickname. I was like, I'm going to do this for Michi. And I put everything I had into getting that magazine out no matter what. And like I said, this entire time I was in the hospital and I believe this was me being in the hospital for three months. And I did that and I released it. I mean, I was so yeah. happy. And I was like, yo, that that's the domino effect right there. That is the starting point for your fellow sickler. That that is the starting point for me to engage and deliver to the world not only how sickle cell it is viewed and can be viewed, but also how I view things and how I want to share my perspective and thoughts with the people, period. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that, that's my first domino effect right there. I'd say for the most part growing up, I I know me, but like for me, like just knowing like what my real and true interests are and like stuff like that, like, you know, what are my passion? Um, I didn't get to really fully, I think, develop that until I went to college. Um, but initially, like I said, there's so many different, that's always, for me, as I said, I've been, a, I'm always a curious person. So like, I always mm -hmm. thought, of, oh, I like this. I like this. At one point I want to do cooking. At one point I thought I was going to be a computer engineer. Yeah. At one point I thought I was going to be a graphic designer. At one point I thought I was going to be a photographer. There's so many different things that like, oh, that interests me and that I want to do. But like, at the same time, it's like, you know, what is my core? Like, what is like, you know, my foundation of like, you know, this is mm -hmm. it. Like, no matter what it is, it can be, it can be photography or whatever, but like my centerpiece or like what I am always my focus point is going to be, I didn't get to develop that until college. Um, and I'll say for me specifically in terms of a specific moment in college was when I, um, that was my sophomore year, I believe, uh, when Michi passed away. And for me, that triggered something. So like for my dynamic with Michi, like, so we, like I said, we're very, we're pretty much we're the same age, um, born the same year. So in terms of like, that was like, my cousin did literally every, like my extended brother to me as well. Like our family is very, very close. We have a very close, even though we have a big family, uh, I'll say yeah. even our cousins are basically like extended, extended siblings to us as well. Um, but for Michi, that was like, you know, that was definitely like my brother, brother. Um, I said, literally did everything together. I don't yes. think too, we got our first <laughs> job together, like went to school together. So there wasn't too much stuff that we didn't do together. Um, but I think yeah, I like, uh, okay, before you go on with that, like to just to give an even more in depth understanding of how close this is, we would call them the three musketeers because it's my brother, Michi, and Zach Anthony, and all around the same age, I believe. And it's like, yeah, majority of everything was being done together, and especially with Chaquan and Michi, like. More than likely, if I was going to see or hear from Michi, yeah. I already heard and seen from Shaquan. Yep. So. so I pretty much, that was like my second home, staying at their house. Like I said, we literally did everything together. So it's like even like for school and situations, like, you know, one of like um, somebody couldn't pick us up. 
you know, I'll be staying with them or same like or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So like we always were together and then we'll go to work together. So like it's like it was and we'd go to church together. So it was, it was always, like I said, very consistent, always around each other. Um, so yeah, so for me in college, I think at that point, I think for myself, I wanted to say I was trying to figure myself out. So I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't the best at communicating with a lot of people. When I went to college, um, that's you know, hey, communication. You, is, it. <laughs> you know, communication has not been my. Sh- well, I'll say it wasn't one of my strongest shoots, and I think that's something I, 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 I think I come around to to make it one of my strongest. Oh now. yeah, definitely. I'll say that for sure. But at one point, it was horrible for me. I was not the best communicator or none of that. Like, and I think for me at college, I think with a lot of people, you're young too. Like, you're trying to get a sense of who you are and like what you're about and all of that. And then, um. For me, I got up for that phone call early in the morning. It was um, was it the day of my exam? It was close. I was studying for exam, and I got a call from my cousin Kuyata, and she was like, "Oh, have you heard from Michi?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't heard from him." And um, said so they were like, "Oh, you couldn't couldn't find him and things like that." And like I was like, "Oh, well, he's probably like sleeping somewhere. Like you know, he has like you know late night shift and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure just like going right. to sleep or something like that. Or he's probably somewhere at McDonald's getting some like you know a McGriddle, like some type of sandwich. Like he's he's good. Like it's it's nothing to worry about. Right. Um, and they said we was joking about it or whatever. And then yeah, later that day we find out um yeah um he had passed away. And I said at first I'm like it was I don't know, it caught me off guard. Well, it will say too like um. One of our close, like our family cousin as well, um, Dr. He had called and I broke down. I'm like, what's going on? As soon as he did break down, I'm like, oh, I know what this is about. And mm. I think that's, yeah, I was, at that point, I was on my, I was actually on my way to take um, a, a physics exam and I, I could not, like, yeah, I could not function. I, I failed that exam <laughs> and I, I dropped <laughs> out of that class as well. And I, um, yeah, it was, it, I didn't it, know that. Honestly, this is something I don't think a lot of people know, but I went into like a depression um, in college when um, his passing happened. I legit, um, I was supposed to go on a trip to this one trip um, that I did in college where like, you know, basically traveling from like the US to like Texas at the time or, or Atlanta. I can't remember. What? But basically it was this trip to kind of like do community work along the way for spring break. I, like, I wasn't looking to do anything major for spring break, but I like to do volunteer work. So like, oh, this is like a volunteering tour basically throughout the states in the U.S. And I already had signed up for it, but once everything happened, I'm like, I can't do this. And at point two, I just, I feel like I didn't know what I was going to school for anymore. I legit wanted to drop out. Um, <laughs> um, something said didn't want to do too much of anything. I would a lot of times stay in my dorm a lot of times as well. And yeah, I feel like to be honest, if I didn't. I mean, what helped me? I did listen to some Kid Cudi music, so Kid Cudi did help me throughout my depression. Just Yo, FYI, bro. Yes. So just this, this putting that out there, um, and yeah, just like I said, really talking to. I think I and I'm talking with my aunt Denise too at that moment, and also with my mom. Just like you know, you got to keep doing this for Michi. He will want you to, you know, keep on and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of like got me into my place, and like from. For myself, like started me making me realize, like Shaquan, you really need to figure out what you want to do in life because life is too short. Like, and if if Michi can go, and I said Michi, like I said, that's something like said out of anybody. He was always looking out for other people. Like he was, like he right, wasn't a right. bad person. Like he was a genuinely good person. And it's like for him to go, it's like dang, out of anybody, 
he goes. So like it really yeah. like it it really flipped things for me, and it's like it's it's like we are well of course we already know that you know death is unexpected or whatnot, but it's mm-hmm. like in in that case, it was like how and why, bro. Like right, <laughs> yeah, worked yeah. hard, helped everybody else, <laughs> worked hard helping other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have anything to really tack on to how and why. Right, so, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for me, like, you know, I had to do some, I had to do some real soul searching. And that's how I did end up going on that trip too. And that trip was very beneficial for myself as well. And I said, I even like, um, from that trip at the destination city, I, I started to, it was a very short trip. I think it was only for a week, but every single day we pretty much stopped in a state or a city or whatever, and we'll do a community project. And then that night we'll stay at some type of community center or church or what have you. And you really do this very like deep like you know intentional like you know activities to try and get to know each other like I say it's a very short trip where like think around like 20 to 30 people um that you you know pretty much staying with and you're, you're trying to get to know them and stuff like that and like it is it's difficult and then you know trying to like open up to some people you aren't you're not going to probably right. see in the next couple of days but like for me it did help me out because pretty much every single activity that we did to open up I was the first person to like jump into it. I I just put myself out there. It has put me in a situation where like, you know what? I just need to just put myself out there and live my life. I don't know what's too short. So like, let me just put myself out there. Was that them? Was it like you really just turning into like, you know what? F it. I'm gonna yeah, do it. pretty much. And, and also, it's, I think it's something clicked in my head. Like, if I don't do this, like, you know, it could, you know, you have those awkward silences when people don't want to do anything. And I hate that. So I'm oh like, you know God. what? Let's just get, and I was at that point I was already over stuff too. I'm like, you know, I'll just do it because I'm like, nobody's want to start stuff. Let me just do this. I don't, right. you know, I don't care. So, and that's what I did. And then by the end of the trip, we had like our little reception or ceremony, and I got asked to speak because they're like, you know, you taking the initiative consistently, like said, to put yourself out there, put your story out there. It's something I said the world should see, or I said like, you know, at least not necessarily the world to see, but the people should be able to see within that program that we were in. Your group or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, in the reception, I ended up talking about Meet You then. I said, I did break down. I think I do have a recording of it. I ain't, I never showed nobody, what? but I broke down. Ooh, but <laughs> Exclusive? Yeah. I don't know when it happened. Okay, continue. <laughs> but um, since then, and once I got back to college, I had to really, like I said, do some soul searching to figure out what I want to do in life. And that's where I came into, like, I knew I wanted to work with people. That's always been things I like to help people in need. I like to help my community, my black people, and things like that. Like that's because I grew up doing that. So that's always been in me to service the people. Um, Oh my god! No no matter how much we try to avoid it, exactly. No matter how much time we try to avoid it, it always come back to us. And then my mentor at the time, um, she was telling me about this program. Like you know, tell me about urban planning. And I'm like, oh, this seemed like a great field. And but like you know, at I went to University of Michigan. They didn't have like an undergraduate for urban planning, so they had like a you can specialize kind of in urban planning through um through the the program in the environment. And so I'm like, okay, cool, I like that. You know, I do like the environment too and things like that. But I think for me, I used to like initially when I hear like environmentalists or people like mm-hmm. you know all into that. I always thought like, oh, these are some weird hippie people, like crazy people, like I, legit. <laughs> Legit, legit, legit. When I first went to college, I told myself I would never. That was that is something I am not interested in at all. Like those are some weird, wow. crazy people. And that's yeah. end of the sophomore year. I that's the program I enrolled into was wow. the program in the environment. 
And then it really said so learning more about it and also that's realizing how much I've already been connected to it. And then it's like circling back to Michi. Like you said, our first job was being a gardener. So it's like it kind of mm. came full circle. It's like, oh, wait, mm. I've been connected okay. to this in a long way, a long time. And it kind of, I don't know, that's in a way how I sometimes feel connected to Michi as well is through the environment. Because like I said that's something like we oh, spent, wow. yeah, we spent pretty much what middle school and high school um, being like gardeners, um, working for yeah. the what we call like what was the Mr. Rogers program. And it's like we pretty much grow our own produce um, at a local like garden behind a church. And then we sold it at our local farmer's market. We also learned how to cook and things like that. And wow. yeah, that's how we connected. And then also like our granddad, like our granddad had a big garden too. Like, so as even as kids, oh, you know, yeah. and I said like I always would meet you too. So like even then growing up, um, I was always there. So it's like I've always been connected to the environment, whether I realize it or not. And then once I kind of tapped into it a lot more in college, it has made a full, it just made, it was just very clear to me. Um, mm. So yeah. And that's where I realized that my passion for the environment and me going vegan and all of that, along with COVID. And like, as we mentioned before, too, like I said, like we created this podcast, you know, honestly, too, it's a little bit part of COVID, too, because like, I don't think we would be where we are right now. I I think we probably would have still done a podcast, but not as readily or as soon as we've done it, because now it's like once COVID happens, like, dang, like it put a lot of stuff on pause and like put a lot of things in perspective. But, and on top of that too, like I said, realizing like, you know, we've always said, we've also been very close siblings and stuff like that. But like now we're learning each other as adults. This is a a space for us. We're having a lot of those conversations. But at the root of all of that is, like I said, from Michi's death, realizing, like I said, time is short. And um, like I said, you know, showing appreciation or said building those connections and relationships with people who are really there for you, who who love you, trust you, and stuff like that, like, and that's kind of, I feel like it's kind of the heart of a lot of, not just this podcast, but a lot of the work that I know I do. And I'm similar with um, oh, yeah. with Remy oh, as well. Like, that's hey. what what has inspired us completely. So I think without that, I think we've been able to kind of, and I think it's what we're going to touch on too next, but like, you know, how death can kind of, how that energy can pretty much oh, shape, man. you know, yeah what you yeah. do next. It's, it's, it's what right. you do with that energy and what you do with that feeling. Um, cause like I said, for me, I'm not the person, like, even to this day, I, I mean, you're not going to see me post about me to you or, like, a lot of people that passed away. Uh, that's just not something I do. I said, I'm kind of like, more Dang. of a private person on that. And it's not to, like, oh, I don't think about me to you or none of that. It's like, no, like, I don't need to showcase that to the world in that way. Like, that's from, that's right. very private to it's, me. It's, it's like your own yeah interpretation, like your mm-hmm. own I want to say, because this is how I look at it, like my my own specific uh, dictionary or source or whatnot. Like yeah. that's mine to understand because I made it this way and because mm-hmm. it affects me this way. So it's like right. I don't really have to put that out there exactly. like that. Now, j- just to put a little bit more before actually diving into that, um, you mentioned the... the COVID situation. It's like, yeah, definitely with the COVID situation. <laughs> probably would not be here like right now at this moment like it probably would still happen yeah but probably been later on or something like that mm-hmm. but it was definitely because not not because but it helped in an astronomical way at least with understanding and looking at how the world was reacting and changing right. in regards to covid lives being lost and just for me personally 
just the reaction that people had to all of it. Not to say whether or not it wasn't, um, what's the word, not right or, you know, what's the word for like when they're reacting they're reacting for a reason but it doesn't matter whether or not it was good or bad the fact that they did it, it yeah didn't matter yeah. overall but it was like me observing and, and understanding things through like i say sickle cell alone i'm automatically thinking and functioning through pain and death so it's mm -hmm. like all of my moments and thoughts they normally can be connected back to a, a, a painful moment or a disaster or a deathly moment on my end. Right. So it's like looking at that on a large scale with how the world was reacting to that. And it's like, man, I wish they, I wish I could deliver my views and understandings on pain, death, and all the, you know, just everything bad that people mm -hmm. don't want to deal with to the world. And then that's when I was like, you know what? F it. <laughs> I got a brother. He thinks very similar. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here now. <laughs> yes. Yes. There you go. I, I don't know if you remember where you left off because I'm going to give it back to you. But if not, but I, no. I can continue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was basically to just talk, touching on how, like I said, <laughs> that those moments of death, like how it can transition to something else. Um, and I'll, I'll touch on this bit, but like, I think for me, I've learned to appreciate death a lot more, not just with Michi's death, like for our family, like I said, we lost, we had a very interesting time. So I think that's another too, like when I was talking about the, the me going to depression in college, like it wasn't just Michi's death, pretty much all my grandparents passed away, like within a very, yeah. some of them within the same year or like, all, for me, very significant dates as well, <laughs> like so for me going into college, my granddad just passed away on Valentine's Day. He passed away. And then later on, then our, I'm trying to remember, was it, who passed away first? Was it Granny or Michi that passed away first? Ooh, uh, Smith. I mean, hey, don't, don't get me to lie. I, I, think, it, I think it was, okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not, yeah, sure on the date. I but. would guess, but I'm like, you know what? That'd be disrespectful. I, I don't know. So I believe it was our granny, yeah, our granny Smith that she passed away. And then said, Michi, he came out of the blue. Like, that just took me, like, that took, so that took everybody's surprise. At least, like, with your grandparents, you kind of, like, expect to happen at a certain point. But you just don't know when or, you know, how it's going to happen. But at least it's a thought that, that crosses your mind. But yeah, because it's the elderly. It's like, right. you know, things are going a certain way. It's like, okay, some things might happen here. Mm -hmm. That thought happens. But when it hits you out of nowhere, it's like, wait a minute. What? Yep. And then my, gr my granddad on my mom's side, he passed away on my birthday. And then mm. my, yeah. gra my grandma on my mom's side, she had legit just visited me a month ago in college. And then one, man, that, she just passed away. Me. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that one caught me. That one, that's another one that caught me by surprise. Come like she legit was just with me, like and like in like, within a month time frame, she passed away. Right. I'm like, what in the world? Like, so it's like, it was a lot that happened for me in college, but I think it's in, in our family in general. So that's why, like, the perspective on death, um, I got a good understanding of it because it it has it has hit us. It has hit us, you know. Um, yes, yes, definitely. Um. I mean, I, if I if I had to give a more in-depth example, similar to the way you did as well, 
Um, though all of those, like like he said, all those deaths hit him differently in so many different ways just because of what actually was going on and the, the dates and when and where it was happening. Of course, those affect me as well. But at the same time, like I said, with, with me being in the hospital all the time, my entire life, and dealing with death on a regular basis, like it's like when moments like that happen, it hurts and it hits, but mm-hmm. it's so easy for me to uh adjust and rethink about certain things and in a different way. So it doesn't consume me as much, but like I said, I'm still a person. I still cry and think about certain moments like that. So yeah, yeah. On, on my end, for sure, being around deaf in the hospital and notice, noticing and understanding what's going on with, within my body while I'm in the hospital and things that are going on around me, like on a regular basis, to deal with that so much, it's like you become kind of numb to it, but at the same time you start to adapt and use it in a certain in a certain way for yourself yeah you know, so that's that's that basically it's that transfer of energy i feel like at least this is how i said i know death this is a, a topic that i don't know i feel like some people don't like to have or like yeah not to yeah. touch on but like i said this is provoking provoking dialogue so um i'll say this how i've now come to look at death is kind of like a transfer of energy i do I say in the moment when it happens, it does hurt to like realize, oh, this person is gone. This person is like no longer there in the physical space. You can't sit here and have a conversation. Like you go back through the memories and stuff like that to kind of like hold on to. But Mm -hmm. in some way too, I kind of look at it as a celebration. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I feel like in death, it's like, and I said, I'm saying, you know, we do, we grew up in a Christian belief. Um, So I know for myself, I said, I do believe in God. And how I see it as like when death happens, it's kind of like you know, you fulfill the purpose that God gave you. Um, uh, so it's like regardless, I say it the way it may happen to death, I say I can't explain necessarily that, but I feel like even in those moments, the way sometimes the death happens is also for a reason. And I say I like to think that you know, within those moments, that person may not have may, didn't need to or hopefully didn't have to experience the type of pain that they experienced that were lucky to have like a, a good transition. Right. Um, but for me, how I look at it is like, there was a purpose there. And on, in order for their their legacy or for their moment to continue, their life had to end and be transferred to something else a lot larger. So how, so let me just listen, I'm using this example, like with Michu mm-hmm. and how it touched us. I feel like Michu, I say he's always been that person. I say a very caring person touching everybody like I said it's always being there for another person as that and a lot of times he's putting himself before um putting himself last before others you know he's always been that type of giving person very like good nature type of person and i said in his passing i feel like now that only has spread it spread more like i feel like for like i know it's touched me and you and said for us to be doing what we're doing now right, is right. a lot is a lot of speaking to like Michi's death and I said, what we're doing now says so like in our like in this podcast itself, we are spreading our our knowledge and like experience and our love to the world now. And I said mm-hmm. that like that that comes from who Michi was. So it's like it it doesn't necessarily I that's why I said I, I appreciate death a lot more. I feel like it could that, even though that person, their physical is gone, that spirit continues. And it sometimes yeah. even it only multiplies sometimes. 
Well, it depends, and it, it depends on how you receive the energy mm -hmm. of death. But for how we took it, we took it to multiply it. And it's like, I don't right. want his yep. death to be in vain. And it's like, yep. for who the, the type of person he was, I want that to be known, not just from like from his passing, but like said to let's say continue that legacy and say that all stems too from like our, our grandparents as well. But right. just naming that that specific moment in time, I feel like it's the transfer of energy. And in the moment I say that hurts, like say I went to depression, this, that, and the third. But mm -hmm. like now, like I don't know, I have a, a different outlook, and it's like, man, you really accomplished what God had for you. And it's like that's an, I mean, that's that's something amazing to me to think about. It's like that's what I say. It's almost like a celebration. It's like you transition and you fulfill what what, what was in store. Like I say we all have our path. Only God right, knows right. where that is going to end. And you yep. met that mark. And it's like man, that's that's something to really think about. And, right. and and like not not only even with just that alone. It's like yes, it is a loss, but with the understanding and the examples that, that you've used, it's like, well, it wasn't really a loss because now that energy I've, I'm able to take or, or mm -hmm. even feed off of. And then it's not just the fact of we're putting it back out there through our own understanding. We're putting it out there in multiple ways, right? even in ways that we might not even realize until later on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dang, that's something to even understand the fact that it came from this starting point first. Right. Like, wow, if that didn't happen, this, this, and this, but it's like, no, focusing on the fact of what the initial starting point was, and then to see where everything came from and how things turned out, how things blossomed and whatnot. It's like, wow, right, you know what? I, I can't feel the though I'm like I said, though I'm human, I don't feel as sad or mad and whatnot for that regard anymore. It's like, you mm -hmm. know what? I'm looking forward not really looking forward to engaging with that energy just to understand that there is a loss, but it's more so looking forward to the next moment of me understanding what that energy is and how I'm going to engage with it. Right. And I, and so I want to want to have clarity too. Cause like, I feel like this could be a moment. Like I said, to begin, people are looking like these people are crazy, but like oh, this yeah. to add some context, we are not here saying like, Oh, we're looking for people to die. And like, I feel like what? it could be taken like, oh, we're looking for no. people to die, and like you know, we want to use use that energy and this that. No, that sounds <laughs> some like some weird type of situation. But basically, so we respect yeah. death. Is what we're saying. We respect for what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's not written. We're not looking to die. I don't want to die tomorrow. I don't want to like. No. We're not. We're no. not saying no. none of that. But basically, saying like, when you die, there is a. I don't. Know, there's a moment to like say this. This I feel like to really show appreciation to that person is to continue their legacy in a way. So that's yeah. why I'm like, you know, I want to use that energy that energy for good or to put that somewhere that I know they will be able to appreciate. Or it right. kind of shows like said how that per how I connected that person in that type of relationship. And that's what I say I mean I I don't like to necessarily post and stuff like that, but like how I show my appreciation for me just doing what I'm doing now and what I've been doing. Like right. I said some of the stuff too is like stuff that me and him did. Like you know I said with me, I my work, my day to day job is servicing the community, which we all grew up. Like I said, you know, growing up in the church, servicing the community. We like I said helping the homeless, people with low income, black people, and stuff like that's always been a part of us. So it's like for me, yeah. I share. Like I said, I have those moments of meet you. I feel that, and that's how I think that's where the passion comes from. Is because those are moments I share with him. Yeah. So, yeah. 
no, that that's that's real. I mean, I I can I can only break it down the. I think I broke this down in like our cousin chats as well to where it's like, okay, when you think of, when you think of death period, I'm breaking it down from my own perspective. Like I said, a lot of my perspective, if not all, (laughs) they all come (laughs) from how I maneuver and have dealt with sickle cell my entire life, good, bad, the ugly, whatever, all of it. But when you talk about death, first thing that pops up is like, you know what? I want to stay away from that. Yeah. I don't want to engage with that energy. I don't want to engage with that said conversation. But at the same time, we all still know that that's something mm-hmm. we can't avoid. Ain't nobody out here really staying alive forever right. and ever and really can avoid it. So with with me thinking about death like that, and I can't like pinpoint exactly when the thought happened, but I know for sure I was in the hospital and in in a sickle cell crisis, knowing damn well I can't do nothing physically. So it's like all I have is really just to think about things at the end of the day, knowing that okay, yeah, that's that's something that I can't avoid. No ifs, ands, or buts. So what what is it that I can do or at least try to grasp a, a, a better understanding of until that point and like you said, with the other deaths and whatnot, the losses that we had in the family in regards to grandparents and whatnot, it's like, you know what? All of those moments of of death also helped me to realize that everything that was left behind was a legacy or something that was a a stamp of approval in regards to just life. Yeah. So it's like, all right, cool. Now having that said understanding for myself, where can I and how can I get that same understanding for myself to be like, all right, whenever that moment happens, don't know when and I can't avoid it, can I get that stamp of approval on life? What is my legacy going to look like when I'm gone? Like, what what remains of me within my name and what I'm creating when I'm gone? Mm-hmm. Not just family aspect, like on, on a, a, a bigger scale of just life as a whole and I'm like you know what with that all right I can maneuver and think about and act on things differently now right because like I said with death we know that that's something we can't avoid though we have we try to avoid that conversation or that thought at all costs majority of the time but if you was just to break it down for what it is majority label it as something bad and life is good which is but what I'm saying is the fact of we know what's good and we know what's bad. All right, cool. But maneuver in ways to where that same understanding is simple enough for you to make actions for yourself to uh, to the point to where when bad things happen, you're not really just feeling overwhelmed or like dang and depressed and mad or whatnot. It more so turns into energy that you can feed off of for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the perspective that I normally come with in in that regard in that particular way in that conversation. So we're not yeah. seeking it; it's an understanding of it and knowing that since that's going to happen, what can I do in different ways to mm-hmm. be like, all right, when that happens, 
is not just bad, it's more good now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, I think you said it perfectly. It's like it's it's more so the awareness that it's going to happen. So it's like you know that's going to happen, and you know, let's say you know what's what's to come, and you know what energy is about to like to come towards you. So like, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to say use it to say to like say continue a legacy, or use it in a positive light, or say to keep yourself going, or you're going to use it to fuel something else? Like I said, people said people can go into like I said I know I went to depression, uh, but like I said. I'm I'm glad I end up transitioning that energy to something else positive, but it also could have went the you know something negative too. Right. I could have went to doing drugs and you know doing all other type of stuff, dropping out. I could have like a legit dropped out and things like that. So it, it can yeah. it can flip to like I said that that is a very strong energy, and I I would say I feel like it could be something maybe that we'll touch on another episode, but even something similar to like bringing life into the world. Like it's I feel like mm-hmm. it's a unique type of energy with both bringing life and the ending of a life yeah. that it's like you you're not going to get that nowhere else and that type of yeah, feeling in those nice. types of moments and it's like what do you do with that um so that's yeah that is my yeah that is my perspective on it and like even like for my even it's got me thinking about how i want to end in my life too like not to yeah. um i know that's also a conversation people don't like to have like oh what happens when i die but like even for myself it got me thinking like you know I want my my death to be a celebration. Like I don't I don't want a traditional funeral. Um, like I said, I guess this is my um, my audio wheel <laughs> in some sense. <laughs> but like you know, I don't want a traditional funeral. I don't really care to have a fuel a whole on ceremony and this that and third. But if anything, more like a reception where people can say have a good time, eat, drink, good food, and instead it's kind of talk about you know stuff that I've, you know that I've done that right. inspired right. them, if anything. And I've told, you know, my family, like, you know, when I die, I don't want to be in the casket. I want you guys to use my ashes. I want to be cremated and use my ashes right. to basically be the, the um, a source of energy for like a plant or a set for life, for nature. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't want, just how we're talking about, like, you know, in the spiritual or energy realm, like to so that transfer of energy, I also want that to be a literal thing as well and I, I want my my death to bring life to something else so that's how i look at it and i said as i just speaking to like my passion for the environment as well like that's that like that is the epitome right there of like that you know bringing that hope and energy to um to someone else or i said bring in like said the fruits of my labor literally <laughs> um so yeah. that's that is how i see things and um you, never, you know what? i've never for you to say that, like, I never drew that connection. Well, maybe I never was anyway. That the connection of how you saying um, that that death and your um, engagement with the environment is still like a connection for you and Michi as well. Mm-hmm. I never, I never, never knew that. But it makes it makes a lot of sense now. Now knowing it, it's like you know that's that's dope to even have that perspective and understanding for self like i said maybe i never was going to understand that not to say that i'm supposed to because it's, it's your own understanding and engagement right. with yourself and life so it's, to hear it, it's like wow that is that is dope that is dope i never knew that um yep. on on my end hmm with all right i, I guess i'll just i'll just tap in <laughs> a little bit more with magazine and whatnot so with, with me being in the hospital um 
I, I I can't really remember if this was three months or not, but I know I was in the hospital for a minute. It was for a good yeah, it was for a good minute. <laughs> like I know Christmas yeah. was coming up, like it, it was a wrap. It was just like, man, all right, I missed this, this, and this. It is what it is. Oh, you know what? It might have been because I remember missing Thanksgiving, your birthday situation, mm, yeah, and Christmas as well. I think I'm probably was it three months. I, was it? Yeah, I, it, it might it might have been. It might have been. But um, yeah, me being me being in the hospital, um, during that time, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this no matter what because I knew I had. Before getting sick and all of that, I knew it was something that I was like procrastinating on to get, to even complete. I knew I wanted to do it, but I knew I was procrastinating on it to even get it done. And then after Michi's death, like the first thing that hit me was like, I was just talking to him about like, there's two things that stand out the most within <laughs> him coming to visit me and I was in the hospital. One, we was talking about Tickle Cell period and just the magazine because for those who know me and cousins and whatnot, family or whatnot, I always got some type of project or something that I want to do in my head or create. Whether or not I put it out to the world, that's a different story. But the <laughs> fact that I have something that I all I'm always like creating, that that is an ongoing thing. So talking to him about that, and it was like, yeah, I want to do this. I might do this on this day. I want to. Um, release it on this day and then also having the conversation about um just life in general like it was nothing specific but i remember him saying like yeah um i'm tired or something like that we were just we were just talking about regular stuff but he had sat down he was like yeah man, i'm tired and i was like man you know if you got to go ahead and you know get you some rest and take some time off or whatever yeah and that that was that then the next thing you know that happened and i was like wait what how wait mm -hmm. like it happened forever <laughs> so <laughs> me sitting there it's like dang that's crazy that just happened and i was like you know what f it i'm, I'm gonna go ahead I'm, I'm gonna put everything i got into the magazine no yeah. matter what so during that crisis of with me getting better over time i was like i'm not gonna let me go into the following year and not have this magazine released Mm -hmm. So I did that. I, I made sure I, I edited. I think I sent you and cousins probably like a, a draft just being like, what do you think before I hit the publish button? And it was out. And I made sure I mentioned him on the back of the magazine. And you can still find it on the internet now. It's called Your Fellow Sickler uh, Magazine. It's like probably back in 2015. You you could type that in Google and I'm pretty sure you you'll find it. But with that, I was like, you know what? I I like that. I, I like that feeling of understanding that my time that I was wasting had converted and changed into you know what? I'm not gonna waste his time and the energy yeah. that he had given me in that small moment. Just understanding, just the understanding mm -hmm. alone. And the engagement that I had with that last little piece conversation that I had with him, like F it. I'm I'm with it. I'm all in. I don't care where and how I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna do it. And I did that from hospital bed. And then from then on, it was like, you know what? Any and everything else that I think about, I'm always writing it down with notes 
or whether it makes sense to me in a moment or because I know there's been plenty of moments where I just come back to and I'd be like, I don't remember right now, but that's dope. That's real dope. <laughs> that's dope. And coming around to this, it's like, yeah, I, I understand how my energy works. I understand what what energy benefits me and how I can continually to grow from it. So being in the hospital all the time, I've had people die next to me in the hospital, like in the same room, these roommates just talked to him the day before or a few minutes ago. I've had uh, roommates in the same room die and come back and die and come back like stuff. You'd be like, you know what? You would be crazy just to stay here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and not act to get moved out of the room, like stuff like that. And mm -hmm. of course, you know, spiritual engagements or whatnot, not on like a crazy scale. It's just, you know, some people believe in ghosts, some people don't. It, yeah. it, it's, I thought it, that's it's, a whole, that's a, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I thought that's a whole conversation that would be right. I'm very, like, I, I'm not gonna yeah. go there, <laughs> I ain't gonna go there, right? That but, would be a good conversation. I can't wait that man. Out. And understanding that, and even with myself, understanding like the doctors are telling me one thing while I'm feeling a certain way or a different way. And then it's like, wait, what? You telling me I shouldn't even be able to be in this crisis right now? You mean to tell mm -hmm. me I should have been paralyzed or something right now? But I, yeah. I'm perfectly fine and I want some Chinese food? <laughs> that what you telling me? <laughs> like all of these little moments to where it's like, man, that that is mm -hmm. something. that That is special and I'm thankful for it. So having those understandings, it's like, you know what? When when I was always faced with, and like I said, I didn't get this until probably the last five, six years. But once I got that understanding of that that energy, just period, any type of energy, and it's mm -hmm. like, you know what, this particular energy I can tap into, whether it's a conversation with somebody, and I know just because of what they're going to say and how they're going to say it back to me, I'm going to be able to take it and throw it around in my head and get different thoughts and perspectives and views on it and be able to spew it right back to them. And then there you go. It's a continual cycle of energies that I'm able to build off of. And that's the same way which we've gotten to now for this podcast. Mm -hmm. So understanding that it's like, dang, that's is dope. Like it's very special. It's a very special thing that I'm always thankful of. Yeah. So I, I respect that a lot. And death is something we can't avoid. And like you said, it is a special energy. I, I cried and had those moments where I'm sad and mad with, you know, losing a loved one and whatnot. But uh, over time, I mean, I had to realize the fact that in, in my situation, me going through that and really putting a lot of pressure on my body, I'm like, I'll mess around and be crying and sad and everything during the church moment, the funeral and whatnot. And then right after that, I'm probably in the sickle cell crisis. So yeah. I had to learn <laughs> and adapt <laughs> like differently to not let my body get consumed by everything that I was feeling in the moment. Because mm -hmm. at the same time with my body being consumed through all of that, the emotional distress and mental and whatnot, it takes the toll on my body. So I had to learn to adapt and feed into that in a completely different way. And that's when I started looking at death and moments like that 
in regards to, okay, yes, it's a bad thing, but this is also a special thing as well. So knowing that instead of it getting to the point where I'm consumed, now I let that become like, if you had to look at it as, uh, uh, well, hey, this, this might be one of those moments where I try and give an example within like anime or a cartoon, but <laughs> that same energy that instead of it destroying me, I am now allowing it to be armor and use it differently. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? I can feed into that this way at a high scale. And the biggest thing with that is, like you said earlier, that energy with death is not a regular thing all the time, 24 seven. So it's one of those moments where it's special no matter what. And I got to tap into it in a different way and then use it a different way. Therefore the magazine, therefore other things that I have planned or other thing, other projects that I have out to the public, which I may just <laughs> share later on, but a lot of the moments like that to where it's heavy to deal with, yeah, had to learn to use and tap into it in a different way to make it not only uh, better for me, but bring a greater and more powerful meaning to those around me or to just people in general, just to look at it differently. Mm. So that's how I normally tap into that when it regards death. Hey, if you made it, <laughs> if you made it this far, you got past the beginning portion of us and you no longer feel like, oh, they just out here seeking death. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank right, you. right. <laughs> So yeah, so that's that's pretty much a glimpse of like I said our conversations. Like I said, this is this is like this is legit our conversation on a regular basis. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a lot. Um, but yeah, this is just a glimpse of so what we're bringing to like I said pro, to provoking dialogue, and we hope you guys stay with us. Um, yes. But yeah. Like, oh, well, sorry. I mean, I wanted to add on to that. Like, yes, this is a clear example of what we discuss and how we discuss on a regular but that's with everything though so like mm -hmm. with us being able to have this conversation about death in my head that's like saying all right we're talking about the worst of the worst period right no if ands or buts but if we can take that and break it down in ways that is no longer actually looked at as the worst of the worst and it's more so like a beneficial thing that we can tap into when it happens then I can break down a, a discussion about something else that is great and you get even more value from the value you already gained from it. So it doesn't really matter what it is, but these are our conversations, like you said. Yeah, well, like I said, bring in, we could be having a completely stupid conversation too. And yeah. like I said, you, there's, there'll, there'll be something there. There'll be a gem in there. You just have to find it. But um, it's there. It's, it's going to happen so. at some point. Watch. <laughs> it is. I already know it. <laughs> But yeah, but any do you have like any final thoughts in terms of like um in general, whether it's about you said talking about death again or just in general about the podcast? Um, I guess the only thing that I, I really want to mention, I guess, through through this is from the last meeting we had, I think that was Friday or whatnot, mm. to now, like my eagerness and excitement to even be able to do this. And it's like, you know what? This is our launch. This is this is happening right now. This is real. Like that alone is great for me. It's like, man, yes, this is what I'm talking about. Finally, I get to 
you know, share my my ways and my views of looking at things, not by myself, but also with someone else who can break it down in a different way as well. So now it's not just one value, it's multiple values that is able to be digested. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, definitely. And then it, I, it's that much sweeter because like I said, we started with death. Yeah, so, <laughs> everything yeah, else. yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> what better way to bring in the podcast, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But no, I, I agree. Pretty much, yeah, uh, this almost verbatim what you were saying. Like, I think this is kind of like a testament to like what's to come. And like I said, it's like in general, our conversation, if we can tackle stuff like this, then I don't see what will limit us or restrict us in any uh, way. Um, and yeah, honestly, I would just, and I guess a final thought too to kind of take from this too is like, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, it's like how one of the reasons why we started this podcast says us to like, you know, we're also getting uh, or learning each other as an adult, but like I'm saying, like to just to, to show, like, you know, how you should appreciate certain relationships that you do have in your life and how they can develop as well. So yeah. I'll definitely yeah. say that, like I said, for us, like I said, we. Like I said, we've always been close. It was oh, we always had our own understanding, but I think it's it's so much. Um, I am appreciative to the point of like of that dynamic and how it is growing or has grown as well. Yeah, yeah. Definitely so, within the last year. So like mm-hmm. this isn't really like you said, though we've been close relationship-wise as family and siblings and whatnot, but now with us living our own lives and doing things how we see fit in our own lives we're able to come back and still have a conversation about whatever it was when we were younger that we didn't speak about or whatever it is mm-hmm. that we have an understanding yep. of now separately. It's like, we, we're, this is still a learning moment for us yep. as well, so. A hundred percent agree. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. So with that, um, we'll head into our, what our, our last segments. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is the, um, Provoking thoughts moment segment. Yes. Yes. As I try to find. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, this segment is basically uh, kind of like our question session. And we're going to have like random questions that pretty much give us the opportunity to like to give our immediate thoughts to something, no matter how depth of the topic. So like I said, just like our podcast, we're going to be talking about things, but that is more so like more in great lens, more like great detail. This yeah. says more immediate reactions um, to questions that come out of blue. This is not something we plan to talk about. So we don't even know what questions are coming our way. So yeah. to kind of get our, our immediate responses for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sometimes the, these uh, questions tie directly into they the episode yeah. out of our control. And it just happens like that sometimes. And then some of them, they be... Not even related a little bit, but we still answer them individually just to see what perspective and thoughts we can deliver and gain Mm -hmm. from. That's it. I agree. So with that being said, you have your set decks and questions. I have my own set deck and questions. And um, you want to go first this time? Yeah, so I'll say this. So in terms of our decks currently, my decks of cards are more so categorized by different symbols. So you may see me asking um, Remy, like, you know, which symbol would you like to choose from? 
while on his side, his is more so by color, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And so he may ask me what color he will I will want to pull from. So yes, just give on, one on my on my cards, there are two questions per card. And I asked him the question. If he chooses to answer both, he can. If he chooses to answer one, he can. And same what, reverse on your end. Yep. And mine's the mine is only one question. Do you want to get started on this or should I? After you, Jessa. After you. All right. So I'm pulling out two different decks here, and both actually start with the time symbol. Ooh. Time symbol, I'm sorry. Ooh, so that's a clock symbol or something? Yeah, it's a clock. It's a clock. Okay. So I'm asking you, do you want me to go from the left or the right? Then in that case. Hey, I'm right-handed. Going to right. All right. Ooh, okay. So what memory from your childhood do you want do you most want to forget? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> hey, that's the question you put. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Uh that I want to forget? That you want to forget. Well, right off. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay. We ain't had no type of question like this ever. We haven't. No. At all, bro. <sighs> Want to forget. I'm going to have to That's... save my response for an episode. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> Want to forget. Want to forget. La, la di da. Okay. Want to forget. Dang, man. I don't, you know what? There, There is definitely one, but I'm like, that is so episode specific. Yeah, that I don't want to give it. I so you don't have to go into detail. You can just like you know, briefly like, oh, it was this like one <sighs> sentence or maybe one word, whichever way you want to do it. Cause I, I'm similar with me. I have something I want to say, but I'm not going to give the details just yet. Mm. So mm -hmm. younger that I want to forget. So if you want to do like a a sentence or a word to kind of like okay, okay, a word. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Cool. I, I can do this. This this is my this is my expertise right here. Give an answer without an answer. <laughs> right. My whole life. I got this. Um it is yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Kiss. Ooh, okay. Yep. So you get trying, all right. I'm trying to, I'm gonna think of some moments. Yeah, but um okay. It gave me thinking. But I'll say for Lord. me, uh, it's 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 the obvious. If once I say, I say I'm not gonna go into detail yet. I think this is, this is legit. It's gonna be an episode. Okay, but, wait uh, a minute, wait a minute. I want to change my answer. I do have one. I do have one. I do have one. And I don't mind sharing it. I don't think nobody's gonna be able to connect the dots. You you'll be able to connect the dots. Okay. But if you don't know, you don't know. So it's cool. Oh my god, yes, yes. Oh my god, man. I I still think about that, and it's like cringe worthy. I'm like, man, what the hell was wrong? <laughs> relationship with someone and things went one way and they got disturbed um or hindered to go any further and then right around the corner it was like you dodged a bullet and i was like oh my god thank you okay. but i didn't know because like if i if that would have went yep that's all i'm giving all right that's that's all that's needed that's... <laughs> That is all that is needed. I think I know what you're talking about, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll say I'll keep mine simple. I'm gonna say for mine, <laughs> Ooh, boy. for mine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say bathroom. 
I'm gonna say that. To, actually, no, mine's too many moments. So I'm gonna say bathroom, and I, that covers it completely because. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, being honest. Yeah. If, I mean, you, if are... you know, you know. If you don't, hey, yeah. Sorry. I say the only people that know me know me know those moments because. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can, yeah. 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 Those are yeah. some unfortunate times. Oh, but, Lord um... Jesus. <laughs> all right. Come on. Come on, cars, man. Y'all. Y'all work with me, all right? Y'all got to work with me here. Just hit me with a haymaker. Was that it over there on your end, sir? Yeah, that, that was it on my end. Lord Jesus, I was not terrified. <laughs> Lord. That was a good card. And that, so that's another testament, too. So some of these cards, like, so we don't know what's coming, but pretty sure that some of these episodes may come oh. from the, the conversation from these cards because they are some pretty good cards. Jesus Christ, man, my heart dropped. Bring, oh my God. All right. On my end. Here we go. All right. We got green and we got red. What you want? Uh, go with green. Whew. Lord Jesus. All right. Two questions, one card. How important is imagination? How has it influenced your life? Second question. It's been said be kind to unkind people. They need it the most. What do you think? Mm, both of these are some good questions. So I, I'm not going to, I ain't going to answer both of them. I can go some, to some depth about both ends. Right, right. But what I do like is the imagination question. You said, how important is it? How important is imagination? How has it influenced your life? I say it's very important. And I say it, very important specifically. So I, I'm, I don't want to go too deep, but I'll say, especially for being someone a black male like mm -hmm. imagination is important as well because i feel like we're often told to be tough we have like a certain like type of box that we're put into and i think because of that it limits who we are as an individual sometimes um so i think it's very very important it's just like i said first off just being black in general right um i feel like our imagination was taken from us like we wasn't allowed to even mm. have an imagination, so that's what I'm saying. I don't want to go too deep into mm. it, but okay. I think it's very, very important because if if we don't have that, it limits to the type of person we become later on in life if we don't have it. So. Okay, yeah, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, that that might, yeah, that, that's a yeah, that's a bigger episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm gonna answer both just because I want to, mm. and um. The how, how important is imagination? How has it influenced your life? I will say for sure. Oh, I didn't answer that part. My bad. I, oh, well, ahead, not no, to you off. So yeah, I guess how is it? How is it? How has it influenced my life? Um, I think for me to be out here with to doing what I'm doing now, for me to set switch career paths on what I'm doing, for us to be doing what we're doing right now, I kept my imagination basically, and I'm continuing to keep that going forward, so I, I don't limit myself. Yeah, yeah, I didn't limit it, and I'm still going to keep imagining until I can anymore, so I don't restrict myself. So, I rocks with that. That's legit. Um, on my, on my end, how important is imagination? How has it influenced your life? I'm always thinking, period, like nonstop. So, if anything, I got more curiosity than actual um, conclusions or endings to these said curiosities. So, a lot of the time. I might say something out of the blue. I might do something reckless, not like dangerous, but it's just <laughs> to the point to where it's like, you're going to have a reaction and your reaction alone is damn near a science experiment to me in my head. 
So <laughs> it's like you, you get to know me, you you'll know. It's not crazy, but it's like, okay, he did that for his own leisure at, at that that's it. Yeah. If you made it to the end, I am thankful for you. Right. And I appreciate your support. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to tag on to this, good sir? No, I just said just keep keep posted. I said, you know, we got more to come. I said this is only beginning, so definitely. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us, track us, any and everywhere, social networks, platforms at provoking dialogue. That's what? provoking spelled P-R-O-V-O-K-I-N apostrophe. Yes. Okay. Yes, We're black. Yes. Don't yeah, ask I'm, why yeah. there's a posture there. It's because we want. Amen. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Don't don't question it. We we wanted to be incorrect about something. Let us have exactly. That. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's provoking dialogue. P R O V O K I N apostrophe dialogue. D I A L O G U E anywhere, and you will yes. find it. For me separately, your fellow sickler. Or you could just type in Remy. And for me, you just find me naturally Shaq. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you left with a refreshingly new point of view. And until next time, have a good night. Adios.